Strangers. Is that is that a good thing to call our fans? In it's fact, can we call them fans? Noise, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's, it works on that level. It still kind of freaks me out to say fans. But, uh, oh no, I, don't say fans. Yeah, that's a bit tacky, isn't it? Listeners. listeners. I, I like strangers. I hand yeah. up for strangers. Strangers. Okay. All right. So that's settled. Then, hey, welcome to this strange life, strangers. I'm Mickey, the conduit between the freaks and the geeks. Then we have alongside me. I'm James, the content provider. And uh, I'm Jordan, the jug drinker. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a wonderful, uh, what a wonderful day! And I, I'm I'm super happy at the moment, guys. I, I'm super content, refreshed. Life, life is good, and I don't know. I, I've I've introduced a number of measures over the last sort of two or three weeks, which just have, have really kind of improved my life a lot, a lot. I mean. I think we. I, I don't know whether we put this one out before the last one, you know, because we've, we've already recorded together once. So let, let's make this stand alone. Um, but yeah, so I am working. I've got projects, which is which is great. Uh, so I think that's made a good improvement to my life. Um, going on holiday was was beautiful. We'll come back to that. But um, meditation. I've been I've been trying a bit of meditation. Mm. Do you guys ever do that? Yeah, every day or every night when I sleep. <laughs> well, that is certainly it's the ultimate a form. meditation. Yeah, that's certainly a form. But yeah, of... I, I have I have done in the past. I've, yeah. I got quite into it at one point. Yeah, and did you did you see some kind of marked improvement in your in your life and cognitive ability and all that kind of shit? Yeah, and it depends. Obviously, you have to do it quite regular, and it depends what time you do it. If you do it just yeah. after you wake up, I find that, find that's best. Right. What, what okay. time were you doing it? Uh, is it part of your no so i've not got into a routine yet. it's kind of just when i can fit it in in the day so that that's interesting that you say that actually i normally do it under the tree uh, after i finish running yeah, um, that's a good thing to do yeah. yeah and they say that the sort of mind is a bit more lubricated after after you exercise so well it's also what's known as uh, a walk-in meditation as well so yeah you can practice mindfulness without necessarily being still Exactly. without necessarily being under a tree it's it's more <laughs> it, but that's the ultimate obviously that's the yeah. way the buddha did it no and you, you you're dead right and, and i actually thought well running's kind of meditation it isn't is it? have you taken your mind off the yeah. past although and i listen the to podcasts yeah I, yeah i normally listen to podcasts so oh that's cheating that's not meditating then yeah so i don't know it's just i i think i, I i'm a i'm a bugger for always constantly having to have some some stimulation in my mind, I go to sleep mm. with podcasts. I wake up with a podcast or, or TV or whatever. Uh, even I, I find myself if I just have to walk to the local shop to buy a beer, I've got to get my phone and put my headphones in and oh, stick wow. a podcast on to go. So I'm I'm a bugger for just not being able to exist with myself in in silence. Because I've always thought that I, I get my my mind wanders too much, and I and I get that's when the kind of anxiety creeps in and shit. So it's it's bad, I, you know. It's not it's not a good thing to do, really. So what's your technique for for meditation? Just trying not to think. 
Yes. Or do you center on something? I, I have a mantra, and yeah. that is um, that is uh, clear blue sea, uh, mm. uh, hot white sand, mm. uh, because mm. that that um, it gives me a visual. You visualize that anchor yeah. to to uh, to really uh, focus on. Um, but I do these sort of really cool guided meditations as well for those of you that that uh, have a have a device, a mobile device, which I'm sure we all do now. Uh, there's this there's this really cool one. It's literally just called uh, guided meditations. Um, yeah, this thing, and I'll, sh- I'll just like give you a little bit of a sample. So there's this one I did today called imagery in the forest. This guided imagery exercise. It's called relaxing. You may be aware of a variety of physical sensations or thoughts. Scan your body for any muscle tension. And if you become aware of any tension, tense the muscles for a few seconds. We should do one on this at the end oh, of every show. Keep you know. going, baby. But, Don't but, stop. But that's pretty Don't cool, stop. though, isn't it? And, and I find that if you can anchor to, to something... Oh, sorry. If if you can anchor to something cool, you must have like been that. down the Alan Watts rabbit hole. No, what's that? Really? No, what's that? Tell wow. me. <laughs> <laughs> there was this um, uh, guy called Alan Watts who was born in Chislehurst in the southeast of England, just yeah. from, not far from where I grew up. And he uh, studied theology at university. Um, which he studied about uh, religion, Christianity, and then he went over to the West Coast in the States, to uh, California. And he was the first guy who um, brought the um, Eastern philosophies and religions to the attention oh, cool. of the uh, Western world. And was this in the 60s then? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was yeah, in the okay. 60s, the Enlightenment kind of era, yeah. the San Franciscan, San Francisco... Um, uh, Renaissance, they called it, I think. Yeah. Um, so, like Timothy Leary and all those guys. He would have known Timothy Leary and he would have known some of the older beat um, um, authors poets. and poets yeah. like Allen Ginsberg and people like this. Oh, man. Uh, so but cool. there's, all his lectures were recorded. And his right. son built this archive. So, he would take people out onto his like yacht um, and he would just talk for hours. Mm. And I first came across a CD. This was before the days of YouTube called Still the Mind. And this. Is this was my introduction to meditation um, about, I guess, about twenty years ago now. Um, but there's so much on YouTube. If right. you if you Google um, or if you YouTube um, Alan Watts, that would be perfect for your running and for uh, meditation afterwards. Right. I'm gonna. Yeah, I've made a note of that. And um, also, so in in the same Terence McKenna. Have you heard of Terence McKenna mm. as well? He's 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 a trip man. He's a trip. You can listen to some of his lectures online as mm. well. So, are they like lectures then, almost, or just just talks? It's it? Miracle Grow for the brain oh, right. and the okay. soul. Yeah, they're lectures, but he has a wonderful way of talking. He's got a brilliant uh, speaking voice. Um, he was, you know, he was quite a ladies' man as well. You know, mm, he nice. had he had his flaws. <laughs> you know, he was he was a, he was a bit of an alcoholic towards the end as well, yeah, and he was a ladies' man. Yeah. Um, when they make you drink. Yeah, <laughs> the, two, <laughs> the two come together. Um, but he did right, have meditation yeah. uh, to to, uh, and he's he, he's huge. He's like a, a YouTube sensation. Yeah. now, but okay. he wasn't. If um, all his material, if his content wasn't on YouTube, 
I don't think his son, who holds the estate, would earn as much money through the physical sale of books and CDs and stuff. Because yeah. he's like millions of hits, you know. Right. So he's getting money through paid advertising and all that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. he can tap into that. But, but again, you know, as, as well, and I spoke on the last <coughs> podcast, and I, I don't know which one we'll put out first, but um, about my issues with uh, like cognitive brain function. Um, I've, I've really been struggling over the last sort of three to six months, I would say, definitely in the last three months badly, about uh, just finding the right word to say. So I'll be in a conversation or on this podcast. I've done it a number of times where I, I just can't find the right word in my head. And um, it's just this, I, I find that meditation over the last week has definitely helped that. And I, I do wonder if going to sleep at night with a podcast playing or something playing maybe that's kind of messed my brain up as well mm. because I'm not getting that kind of download time to process all the information because I'm still getting information while I'm sleeping. Look at it. If, if, the, um, if the television or the screen is a representation of the fire in primal society, mm. that's like taking a little ember into bed with you. And looking yeah. at you, it's not natural. There's, there's times when we should be shutting off from visual en- and audio That's entertainment. That's a great way, yeah. We need downtime. And with yeah. electric lighting and now with screens, it shouldn't yeah. take the screen to bed. That's a good point. Uh, uh, I was, you know, I always fell asleep to something, and, but I noticed that I was going to bed later. Because mm-hmm. even though, like, you're, you have that on and you're trying to sleep, you're still subconsciously listening to that and yeah. digesting it and that causes you know your brain to to be thinking about what yeah. what is being played or what is being said and you often find yourself either if you're watching something lying over to see what you know is going on <laughs> yeah. so, so. And, and then you'd start dreaming you, you have whatever's playing is like turns into a dream and, if, and if you are if you are listening to this in bed right now um yeah, we're, we're, we we're, need some sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you off just just this once. <laughs> oh yeah, and we will let you off. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I, this I've done. I've gone to sleep with some kind of media since I was a very very young child. And how different, uh, Mickey, is it to your mum singing you a lullaby as a baby going to sleep? So. Yeah, there's well, nothing more natural well. than that. Because so, I, re- I remember when I was like twelve or thirteen, I, I would go to sleep with Radio One on and listening to the Top Forty or whatever. And so it's it's definitely been a been a habit, and probably a habit I need to break. My wife really doesn't like it. She she says you've got to turn that shit off. Mike. Well, I, I had a girlfriend who back in London who couldn't sleep physically. She couldn't sleep without the TV on. It was really yeah. It was, it was I'm really a bit weird. like that. So uh, what I suggest <laughs> for you. Is to switch, uh, do the do the afternoon meditation under mm. the tree, but try doing it again in the evening before yeah. before you sleep. It we might did, work. Me, me and my wife did one together last night. It's it's on this guided meditation app. Um, it's called the end of the day meditation. It was all it was all it was yeah. You're dead right, and we, I did sleep better. And it was all about letting go of the you know. It said like. What problems have you had today? What issues have you had? Who have you upset? And let go of your issues today and mm. move forward onto tomorrow. And the the mantra. What was the mantra again? It was like, um, I I re- I I move forward to tomorrow and forget about today or something like that. It was this mantra that we just uh, kept repeating and repeating. Uh, so it was really it's really quite cool. So that is one of the positive things about. Um technology really isn't it we yeah. youtube this this kind of guided 
um, knowledge yeah. is available free into anybody. Yeah, and there are eight-hour-long ones on YouTube that you can listen to all night while you sleep, like a guided sleep. On loop, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think they're quite psychedelic. I don't know. You might get into some sort of brain trouble with those. But. Yeah, it's all about finding that inner peace, you know what I mean? A lot of people, are, you know, they don't have the time to actually uh, digest their life and what's going on, mm. and they, they just they don't have that. You know, That's then a great point. They, sit, they actually find time, or they actually get to actually doing these meditations. They, they realize that what they've been missing out on. Exactly. Exactly. If, I, I do. I do wonder if a lot of people I know who suffer with sort of anxiety and that shit, if they could just take 10 minutes out and, you know, do this sort of mindfulness stuff, I think it would, I think it would really help, mm-hmm. you know, d- do a little bit of meditation, a little bit of running, uh, take some magnesium, take some probiotics. And I think life would be, life would be a lot better. But I think, just to wrap up on this, uh, going to going to bed while something while you're listening or, or watching something, the issue is with me. As I said, was I don't like my mind to wander, you know. And this, I, I'm not even really as anxious as I was, like in my sort of mid twenties, and and yet that sort of um, fear still uh, still sort of I don't know still envelops me when I when I go to sleep on a night and I should just forget about it really. But yeah, the, definitely the meditating on a night before going to bed. That's, uh, that was great. Uh, I did enjoy that last night and uh, it's something to do with my wife as well, which is pretty cool and she loves it. Uh, and we made sweet love after that. So <laughs> so so how, how many times do you, you and the wife, uh, meditate a week <laughs> <laughs> well following the meditation track it's the kama sutra track right yeah, I mean, tantric. <laughs> once a year on a birthday uh but yeah so as you guys know i i've just had a wonderful break uh in Kochang, and isn't it fucking funny and that's my first swear of the episode um that this this stuff is so accessible to us and i do I do forget that, that it was 240 baht on the bus, which was five or six hours, so it's a bit of a drag, a little bit, but, you know, you have a couple of beers and you you nap most of the way yeah. there anyway, or you put a podcast on. a meditation. On. Exactly, uh, and, yeah. So 240 baht on the bus, which uh, you can fly there, but it's quite, even though it's only like 45 minutes, it's quite expensive. It's about 9,000 baht, I think is the cheapest. Jeez. So if you if you want to, you can. 240 baht on a bus, six hours. It's not a massive inconvenience. So 240 baht is is what like eight dollars or something. Yeah. And then it was 80 baht on the on the ferry. Uh, so a total 350 baht, which is a little over ten dollars, and you're in paradise. So Ko Co- Chang for international listeners is a tropical paradise. Mm. Um, a couple of hundred kilometers away, would you say, from Bangkok, south, south, probably three hundred, yeah, three hundred k, yeah. k's away. Um, and living here in the city, we just don't, we we just don't get out as much as we should. Exactly, really. that's a good point. Uh, it's yeah. all there. We yeah. we never really. Well, because it's just so close, it, and and Ko Chang isn't even the most beautiful island, but it's certainly one of the the the, the least touched islands. But some of the islands, like down Phuket and Krabi Way, where you have that sort of turquoise blue sea, yeah. and you got some of the best snorkeling and and scuba diving in the world. And this paradise is, and again, you can get a flight to Phuket for about a thousand baht, which is about thirty dollars. 
There's, um, there's one island that's only an hour's drive away from Bangkok. I'm not going to say the name because it's if I do, everyone will go there. Do you know? But I'll, I'll tell you off, off, off mic. But that's the same. It's got a beautiful natural cove, crystal clear turquoise waters. Oh, wow. And it's not far from, like, Patea and Chomburi. But from the tide tide patterns must mean that all the shit, all the plastic, none of it ends up here. There's no tourists there. Yeah. Um, It's a population of 500 working island. Cars aren't allowed, so the tides don't like going there. Really? But motorbikes? Motorbikes and those like motorbikes with the uh, sidecars, sidecars like the <laughs> makeshift <laughs> tuk-tuks. Yeah, yeah that you can get like six people on. Yeah, yeah. So they're the taxis there. That's the right. Okay. Well, I must make a mental note for, for to uh, for you, to ask you about that because if if there's something like that uh, only an hour or two away, then that that's going to be uh, that's going to be a regular for me now. So. I I've made and I know you, you you have these shitty little promises you make yourself, but I, I've said three times a year now, I'm gonna definitely get get out to an island if not more. That's and manageable. I don't Very know why manageable. you couldn't go once a month. You know, take a Friday off and go go down there once a month. It's not expensive. I mean, my because my wife she she likes something a little bit more luxurious and she likes a good breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, she needs to get her energy up after a night with me. Yep. <laughs> uh, she so we stayed in a good hotel. We say we stayed at the KC Grand Resort uh, and Spa, which is nice. I think it's four star, and it, still it was only two thousand five hundred a night, which is fifty pounds, uh, probably seventy or eighty dollars. What'll get you a Motel Six and you know <laughs> in a shitty part of town yeah. but, <laughs> for a couple of hours? <laughs> but the but right next to that, there's these bungalows which I, I posted on my on my Facebook, these old sort of wooden kind of rickety bungalows which are only, I don't know I didn't ask how much they are actually, but I know 20 years ago they were only 50 baht a night, I'm sure they're more now but I bet they're only three to 500 baht yeah. a night and they, they are bungalows where literally you, you open your uh, shutters and you're looking at the beach I mean, the, they're facing the beach they're the, they're the first thing after the beach basically no, there's no road in between them and and they're sort of so cheap and quite charming but you know what ties are like if i mean if you went with your wife and well i don't know if you've got a wife or girlfriend you, they got a girlfriend yeah they, they like something a little bit it's oh, all about no. the, the photos isn't it it's all you need to look something a little bit instagram friendly nowadays you can't just go and check into a hut You're so that right. all your oh. friends are gonna see and like think less of you james i can't believe that you're saying this because i actually posted some photos of some huts which i thought were beautiful and my wife said why have you posted don't, don't them you everyone to, thinks everyone thinks we're going to be staying in those <laughs> so i said oh, all right Dan, we'll post the photographs of the hotel later but i was like you know I, I I like the quaintness and the fact that you rough it a little bit and it's a bit different, but I don't know. The, the place I go to, as I mentioned, they have these converted barges, like boats, rice, right. rice barges, which they've turned into bungalows. Oh, wow. So they're kind of cheap. That sounds great. But they work for the Instagram thing as well. Yeah. So right, it's not yeah. too embarrassing because they're a little right. bit quirky, you know, <laughs> a, a little bit different. But um, yeah, I mean, I, we, we we've chatted about the the, back, the Thailand of old before on here, haven't we? Going to the tropical islands mm-hmm. and yep. standing bungalows for fifty baht or a hundred baht, yeah, thousand baht a month. It, I remember even staying, um, ev- sorry, even seeing uh, 
there was one there was one place which had like a quite big sort of open room and you could hang a hammock in there yeah. for, for I think yeah. it wasn't free but it was certainly only 20 bar or something yeah you just you'd so you buy a hammock and you string it up every night and I just hope, hope you don't get robbed <laughs> or raped <laughs> I'll go with robbed <laughs> but it's funny like just the, the so so many weird things about being on holiday and um one of them is this and I'm sure everybody does this when you go for breakfast the glass is so small. Oh, the orange juice that glass. That you, always, that you always, like, stand next to the orange juice machine for a, and get a couple of, like, sips, like, be, you know, <laughs> down a couple of glasses before you, like, go to, go to your table. I mean, everybody does table. it. So why not, everybody does it. Why not just, you know, make bigger glasses? Yeah. And another thing, another thing that really always happens to be on holidays, you, you end up in sync with another family or another couple or something, and you see them everywhere. Oh, God. So there was this one, like, I think they were a Japanese family. We saw them at the waterfall. They, came, they were at breakfast with us every morning. They were, at the, they were next to us at the bloody pool. They, they, we just, for some reason, our lives were perfectly in sync. And, you know, we knew them sort of by first name at the, the end of the trip. It was there's, weird. There's two sorts of people on holiday, uh, Jordan. Which one are you? There's, there's the people like <laughs> me who doesn't want to make friends don't come near me don't talk to me i'm here because i want to get away from people that's why i'm here and there's the other type of person who goes to make friends (laughs) fuck their holiday is not complete if they haven't made friends with another family i want to kill those people which one are you (laughs) let's just let's just say i did both i went backpacking around southeast asia when i was single with my friend you've got to make friends when you're you're backpacking that's That's very true i was out there going to the bars saying hi to people and then then you realize how really scummy the people are that are out there (laughs) there are some scummy people out there and then i just recently went to uh Kosamui and uh, or Kosamet, sorry and uh i was there with my girlfriend and we just just me and her were just vibing and just sat together and didn't really go to any bars or anything like that you know mm. just just you know it's like you did with your wife you know yeah. just relaxing yeah it's interesting that you said that you meet some weird people backpacking i remember yeah. having a couple of really weird nights with people who i thought would kill me like literally <laughs> Like I met this one Scottish guy who was like a skinhead, and I'm sure he was a Nazi, and I I didn't realise that at first when I started talking to him. And the hell's he doing in Thailand? On the run, <laughs> probably. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, and like five beers into the night, he started talking about violence and shit, and I thought I, I, it was on Co Co Chang actually, weirdly, uh, and I thought, well, I'm I'm going to get done in tonight <laughs> or raped. What were you sharing a room or something? <laughs> no, but. I mean, the, the, you could have kicked the. He knew which bungalow I was in, and the door you was like. The door to- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't exactly uh, secure. Well, going back to Kochong, actually, I, you know, when I went there two years ago, when you're taking the ferry across from mm. Trat, the the place looks like like you're going into Jurassic World. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's, it's like just a big, this big mountain. Old mountain. Yeah, it's beautiful. And there's, it's, 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 I was that like, where, where, yeah, side. where are we going? And me and my friend rode, you know, that motorbike shop right when you get off the ferry, we yeah, rented yeah. a motorbike and it's awesome. first time driving a motorbike in Thailand. What do I do? I pull into the right lane like a dumbass American. <laughs> <laughs> come into like five cars, come in head on. My friend's about to jump <laughs> off the back of the motorbike. But those hills, they are steep. Yeah, we, me, and, me and the wife weren't rented a bike. And yeah, you're right. You've got to, so you've got to have a run up to some of them to make it up. Yeah, and your engine's overheating because 
Yeah. They're just so they're just so steep. It feels like one of the steepest roller coasters you've been on. You know of, I mean? of course, I wanted the like five hundred cc super bike. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the so I got those little it. electric motorbikes. You know, <laughs> yeah. Overheating in the first ten minutes, you get on it. Did Did you go to the waterfall? I, think I did. Not. I think there's two or three on the island actually, but we we spent a day at the waterfall. It's cool. Like you put your feet in the water and like. I was going to say is like uh, in Thailand, wildlife is so friendly. Like anywhere else, except the monkeys. Yeah, but they're quite friendly. Well, they steal shit off you, and they I've I've seen them ripping parts of cars off and motorbikes. I saw a picture of (laughs) monkeys getting into motorbikes, and 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 then a a person will come up and try and swipe it, and the monkey looks at him like, "What the hell are you going to (laughs) do?" I got my friends right here. We'll we'll, you know we'll mess you up. No, you're right. Actually, I I remember trying to stroke a monkey. Oh. Uh, isn't that, that's a euphemism for something? Isn't <laughs> it? Spanking the monkey. Spank yeah. yeah, I remember trying to stroke a monkey on uh, P and it sort of went, oh. you know, like really hissed at me, and I thought it was going to bite because they go for your balls, don't they? And your finger, or is that chimpanzees? Anyway, um, like <laughs> at this waterfall, to fit, like you would walk along the bank, and these shoals of fish would follow you around. Like, they weren't scared of you at all. And then you put your feet into the water and they suddenly come up to your feet and start, like, sort of nibbling on your feet. And I thought, you know, having been an avid fisherman in the UK for for many years, and it was just, like, so easy to, if you wanted to eat. I mean, and and the lizards. There were some lizards on the path, which I could literally sort of stroke and stuff. It was just, I don't know if I'm, like, Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> or, or, or you like stroking things? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think animals might just uh, have a feel like I'm a kindred spirit. But, um, yeah, so friendly wildlife is one, and they so, still they, the monkeys steal your food in Kochang. I saw a tourist couple there eating at a restaurant. All of a sudden, they had a coconut. I think they were drinking a coconut, and some the monkey just ran down from the trees, stole the lady's coconut, yeah. and <laughs> ran away. Well, well, we had an issue with birds actually at our little restaurant. The sort of birds would land on your table, and you could feed them by hand as well. You know, like put your hand out, and they'd come. And so, I mean, it's kind of it's, it was kind of cool, but I think it shouldn't be encouraged, really. Yeah. I mean, feed it. We feed them like Pringles and shit. <laughs> <laughs> things that are bad for humans, yeah. <laughs> like these obese kind of birds getting cancer. Can't even fly at <laughs> really young age. <laughs> but um, it's just like one big petting zoo, isn't it? Basically, it was great because yeah. they're all they're, they're, they don't they're really so used have, to humans, aren't they? Yeah, they don't. Humans aren't attacking them and haven't yeah. been attacking them for so long. That very true. They're not scared. Very very true. Um, so Kao Chang was was wonderful and. Um, I made it my mission to like. Normally, when we go on holiday, I don't know if it's a Thai thing, but my wife likes to book day trips and like sightsee and stuff. And I said we were going for four days, and I said you can do one thing. And she said, "Okay, we'll go and see the waterfall." And that was it. And I said, "The rest of the time, I'm getting up, I'm having breakfast, and I'm gonna go and sit on the beach or by the pool, and that's it." If you want to go to go out and have lunch or something somewhere by the beach, we can do that. But I'm doing fucking jack shit. I'm sitting here. I am meditating, relaxing, and re-energizing. And it was brilliant. I loved it. I tell you what, full of Russians. Our hotel was like 100, well, not 100, because I was there. They're good-looking people, aren't they? 99.9% of the women are nice. The young women are nice. Yeah, the older ones (laughs) look like... Look like battle axes. <laughs> battle axes. Young women are nice. Well, I'm not too young. You know, talking over 12. 
<laughs> no, over over eighteen. But, um, well, I, I was on in, on uh, Phuket for New Year, and, and uh, yeah, back in the day, like twenty years ago, it would have been all like you know large Germans and English, you know, <laughs> with fat whales, pubic hair coming out from oh. from behind their bikini <laughs> bottoms, <laughs> and guys in fogs, you know. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. But now yeah. it's a much better class of tourists, I think, to look at. Yeah. I, 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 see I like that. the Russians. I think they're quite friendly. D- d- uh, they are. They get a bad rap, but I, we certainly have no problems with any of them. Yeah. I mean, I'd say it was 90% Russian. There was a couple of uh, sort of, I thought they were Japanese or maybe Chinese families. Zero ties. Zero ties in our hotel. And then, <clears throat> but I don't know. I heard a theory about, um, do you know why there's so many Russians in, in Thailand? Why? Um, Russian collusion. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this from an old guy in Sarin in a bar yeah. um, about three weeks ago, and he only had one tooth. So you can't always take whatever a man with one he tooth tells you. He was literally a toothless <laughs> He had bastard. one right in the middle. Take everything one, with one, one, one grain one, of teeth. One, one tooth right in the middle. <laughs> so, But his theory was, and it might be true, we can check it, that um, ty- uh, Russian... Companies, corporations mm-hmm. give their employees um, a holiday a year, like a mm-hmm. two-week holiday as part of the employment package. And they're not allowed to choose where they go on holiday. So these corporations get into bed with the um, tour operators who get right. these block deals in uh, Thai <laughs> hotels because it's the cheapest place to go. It's so much warmer. It's a beautiful, beautiful mm. weather. And it, the, the people come back and work a lot harder. Um, Invigorated, yeah. just like yourself, uh, Mickey, from from their little wow. little spell in paradise. Well, that's interesting. So, so they're not there by choice. That's the interesting thing. Oh, that is. But, but when you go to Pattaya, though, yeah, okay. So no, not all uh, of yeah, them, obviously. Yeah, and, and you're right. But I, I was going to say, well, there's a lot of Russian expats in Pattaya, but that's probably because they've been here on holiday and seen the thing, and then and criminals. Yeah, there's always <laughs> there's always that there's always that fraternity. Um, yeah, so. Oh, mate, it was it was great, and I came back, and last week it was like I was walking on air. It was so I just felt so different, and so like like the sort of weight of the world had been lifted from my shoulders. And I haven't had a holiday where I've done nothing for years, mm. in years, because I, as I say, I've been with my wife five years now, and she she's the day tripping. Let's go to Malaysia or you know, and Singapore, and and go and see everything. You know, every day's block booked with with some kind of uh, sightseeing, Ooh, Instagram uh, sessions. Yeah, exactly. And what <laughs> what what she what she couldn't understand though. I don't know if Americans do this, Jordan, but English people. We go to Spain for two weeks and we sit on a deck chair or a sun lounger drink. for two weeks and we drink and that's it. We stay in the hotel. We might go on a couple of day trips or to the local beach, but we go and we sunbathe. And we do jack shit for two weeks. Is that so? Is you that, guys have a holiday granted again by your work, or is that no. common? So you guys will we, just we take get, two we weeks. Get, yeah, we get we get sort of more holiday than America. We think we get four or five weeks in the UK. It was it was really good, but we'd go to basically Europe, uh, Southern Europe, like mm-hmm. Spain, mm-hmm. Um, because it was nice and hot, and because England sucks, it's freezing. But do, do Americans, lot, do they have a destination where they go I, I two think, weeks? I think Americans, sorry, Jordan. No, I'm you're just going to jump in here. Yeah. I, I, I've just seen a connection. Yeah. That the Asian um, tourists are very much about sightseeing. Mm. And there's a, there's, a, there's a Japanese term for 
um, not being able to get a selfie. You know, if a certain museum's closed or whatever, or they can't get into um, the Louvre in Paris or something like that, um, they go into this state of anxiety because their whole holiday was built around, um, I forget the term, but Americans, when you do go on holiday, it's often to Europe. No, actually, well, um, Mexico. well there's, there's Mexico, yeah. especially me living on the West Coast, you can take a not a too expensive flight, maybe round trip $400 and go to Cabo San Lucas mm. or I've been to Tijuana, Mexico. <clears throat> I wouldn't recommend going. It's a shithole. But. That's similar, <laughs> yeah. similar to us going to Spain, to though, isn't it? Probably. <laughs> similar yeah. to Brits going to Spain. You go there. Yeah, you relax. I, you yeah, drink some and you go to like Puerto Rico and all those kind of places. Well, Costa Rica, sorry. Costa you do Rica. have those, yeah. A lot. Of, I don't hear a lot of my friends going there. I have a lot of friends go to Mexico. But James is right, though. Americans do like the backpacking around Europe thing, though, don't they? Yeah, right. my uncle did backpacking around Europe, actually. But it's yeah. very expensive. It, it, it attracts yeah. a certain type of backpacker. Certain class. Like what, like people, <laughs> like Thailand is, is, is attracts many different, a variety of people, a bag of Skittles. Because... Mm. Um, it's you, you. The most expensive thing you're going to pay for is your flight. Mm. After that, accommodation, Cheap food. Shit. It's yeah. it's it's just it, the most feasible uh, place to visit, especially just yeah. Vietnam. Even it's even cheaper than Thailand. Yeah, especially if you want to do like two or three months. And so you, you yeah, you're right. The flight over here is expensive, but once you're here, you can last. Yeah, <clears throat> you can survive for a long time. With, That's why some of my friends nothing. when they when they say, "Oh, I'm going to go backpack Europe," I'm like. For that five grand you're going to spend backpacking Europe or whatever, you can live mm. like a king for like three months here in Thailand. Depending on what time grand. of year, you'd be freezing your balls off in Europe as well. Right. <laughs> and uh, I just, I try and encourage my friends and yeah. my family to too. Because I, it's different I, as well. Different I told culture, my brother, culture. Yeah, I told my brother I'd pay for half his plane ticket. Come on, Josh, get out here. <laughs> Josh, if you're listening. It, it is incredible now when you, I, I did the, the train around um, uh, Europe thing. Oh, I've never done that. I've kind of wanted. I must to. have been in my late twenties or something. But um, you, you walk around like um, city squares, like Germany in Hamburg or in uh, you know Vienna, and there's statues of like great thinkers, of yeah. scientists, <laughs> yeah, right. men, men of medicine, and yeah. Yeah. you know these amazing um, individual mm-hmm. um, architecture, Christian religi- religious architecture. I mean, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Thailand, and this this part of the world, you have these monuments to not thinking, you know, like giant penises, <laughs> these these temples, you know, and, and that's, yeah, yeah. that's it, you know. So it's a c- complete different type of. Uh, and in Koh Samui, there's that place where one rock looks like a penis, and the other looks like a vagina, and that's like a oh, major the, the grandmother and yeah. grandfather rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's about as as as, about as, as highbrow as cultural as it gets. <laughs> Uh, you make a great point, James. You know, that's one reason why I would want to go to Europe is because there's so much, you know, when we're in school, we learn, uh, you know, mostly history. Western history. So the fact that you get to visit these places and actually like feel like, you know, hundreds of years ago or thousands of years ago, something happened here and I'm here, you know, and these people never thought that, you know, things would go on this mm. long. But you have to be in a, st- a stage of life where you, you can like appreciate um, this. Right. And mm. I think for um, the average kind of backpacker on a gap year, maybe they're not too interested. Maybe they'd just rather yeah. sit on a beach and smoke dope and drink beer. Yeah, uh, and maybe, maybe it's more important to the Japanese um, businessman in his polo shirt with his wife who has been reading about um, European history or something like that. You know, mm. and they, they really want to see it. They got a vested interest in it. You know, so yeah, that's a great point. It's, it's about deciding what you want and then 
figuring out which place has it. Mm. When was it? What? When was the last time you guys went on holiday? Like, I know we're kind of always on holiday here in Thailand. Uh, my big holiday was when I went backpacking. I went uh, went Bangkok for the first time. Then went traveled through Cambodia. Came back up. Went to Koh Chang, and then back to Bangkok. Back up to Vientiane. But uh, I went. I, I visit Laos. It's right, it's right in our back, you know, backyard. Mm. And I got friends. I've never there. done Laos, Vietnam. I must say. Yeah, so. and I've, I've been to Hanoi too. I've been to Hanoi. Did actually the Halong Bay cruise out there yeah. as well. Very scenic, beautiful. I mean, it's like probably a hundred bucks, but for like two days and one night. But it's just this cruise what, on a boat. Yeah, on a boat. So you literally on a boat for two days and one. Yeah, night. two days oh, and man, one that night. Sounds cool. And they, you know, it's pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. How about you, James? Mm. Last like good holiday you had where it was like you 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 felt great and you were really refreshed and oh <laughs> <laughs> never <laughs> I, I went to Laos recently and um, on a visa um, trip um, I went and got a new three month visa and I fucking loved that yeah I loved just sitting on a bus getting out of the city going to a new place mm-hmm. and I stopped in a town called Konkien in Isan on mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. back and it was Christmas Day Konkien yeah I know Konkien Christmas yeah, Day yeah. by myself lovely old um, really old hotel probably the oldest hotel in the town white panelled wooden um, hallways and rooms uh, 300 baht a night walked wow. around the city just ha- having a look around felt completely on content own. on my own yeah I love going on holiday on my own mm-hmm. it's just it's just when, when you have kids and often you go on a family holiday, and it isn't a holiday at all. It's yeah. just horrible. <laughs> it's a nightmare. People are yeah. arguing. There's tension. There's conflict. If I have family come over from Europe, it's always horrible. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry if you're listening. <laughs> Love, you, really. <laughs> Love you, really. But the last really good holiday was on that island I mentioned earlier. Oh, which will tell us about Which sounds a little bit like Code Chang. Yeah. Uh, okay. And that hire a motorbike that was with the family. Kids were learning to swim at the time. Beautiful shallow water, lovely natural cove, just sitting on the beach, Thai style. Because what the Thais do, they 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 rent a chair and yeah. they, they drink beer and they have food delivered to them on the beach. Yes, yes. You yes. know, so we we do it that kind of style. So you go from being awesome. lazy to like super lazy, right? On. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I just, it's completely as I am normally. Just exchange the desk for a beach. Yeah, man. that sounds great. I must say, and I I like the idea of going on holiday alone. And I, I have floated that idea to the wife, and she's not really keen. Um, but us at Coach I, I said, look, you know, why don't you go up and see your family? <laughs> in, in, yeah, I'm sure that that in more. And I'll just come down <laughs> here, and you know, I'll come down here, and I'll rent a cheap bungalow, and it'll cost me nothing, and. She, she didn't like that idea at all. I don't think so. <laughs> I envy that, James, because you've got a little bit of an excuse there, haven't you? That, I, oh, darling, I need to go and renew my visa and it's not really feasible for you to come. So, <laughs> well, so Sometimes I get a job. Like I was, I was in Cambodia for weeks in 2016 writing a yeah. screenplay and the guy oh, was right. over there and he needed someone to help him. And I went down to a town called Kampot, which is just uh, a few hours' drive south of Phnom Penh. Um, and that was a lovely little town, really relaxing. I'm working, but, um, you know, it's in a nice part of the world, nice people. Mm. Um, so I, I like traveling. 
you know, if if I had... You're a writer, aren't you? I mean, so you... I like moving around. I'm not a writer. I'm a content provider. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and Jordan's a jug man. Yeah, well, I'm still drinking the jugs. <laughs> jug number two soon, I think. Uh, I've, got, I've got some really cool stories to get into if you want. Let's do it. Um, I've got too many, though. That, that's the issue. And I, don't, I, do, I, can't, I can't sort of... Uh, gather in my head at the moment which one's going to be the. This is one of those ones where you put up a poll on Facebook and allow our listeners to. to oh, that's vote. an excellent idea. Yeah, uh, which really should we talk idea. about? You know, which one? Just have an open vote. That's a that's a really good idea, actually, John. Um, Audience participation. That's yeah, it's cool. a shame we're not live, actually, and even if we were, that we wouldn't have more than like four or five viewers because we could do like sort of live right. polls, but. Um, one thing I wanted to, uh, just speaking about, you know, like open, your mind being sort of open and free from from crap. And Do, do you think the water's fluoridated in, in Thailand? You know, fluoride uh, basically calcifies your pineal gland and nobody knows why the fuck people do it, but it's all the governments seem to put fluoride mm-hmm. in the water. Mm-hmm. And I think the excuse is that it's good for your teeth. But And I just wondered if... If you guys know, if Thailand's one of those countries, I know England I and America are. I haven't drank. I don't. I don't drink the tap water here. Well, that, I, that's I, a I know good a lot point. Of people actually, that do. I don't um, drink tap water here either. Yeah, that's I, a good I point. A you shower and brush your teeth, but that's it. Isn't it? I, I notice a difference. You know, if I, um, if 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 my other half will ask if I want a cup of tea, and I know she uses water straight from the tap, mm. it's boiled, but I still notice they oh, feel really? a little bit sick. Right. Um, okay. So I get it from a. Um, reverse osmosis machine yeah um so that wouldn't have taken the fluoride out and i don't think fluoride is that dangerous because our water in london is heavily fluoride no but it calcifies your your third eye your pineal gland <laughs> that's the problem you don't know <laughs> but, about this but this is a conspiracy theory right this, no, it's this did, conspiracy, you this, did you hear this from alex jones conspiracy <laughs> fact <laughs> um in fact, you you could be fucking right. It could be total bollocks, but that's this is what I heard. I, I would need to see various sources and weigh them up. Um, but I think the problem is in Bangkok, not the fluoride in the water. It's the lead Bacteria. in the pipes. <laughs> All right, yeah. Because mm. lead pipe poisoning is really nasty. I have never drinking water from tap water from the here in Southeast Asia at all. I brush my teeth with it, and I did notice I was when I first moved to Southeast Asia, even just brushing my teeth. You know, you even swallow yeah, just a tiny for bit, a little bit, and 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 out for like two weeks, three weeks, I have just like the worst diarrhea. Just getting used to it because because the, the water <laughs> the water is different from you know the United States. Yeah, man. You see the, the the prime minister drank a glass of water on national TV. Really? Oh, it's right. it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, nobody tested that water before or after. Yeah, it was a glass of sing, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, fucking <laughs> lying bastard. Um, <laughs> uh, I just—I I know we've moved away from like running and, and holidays and parks and all that shit. But I, I, something I thought about before the show that um, do you, the, there's this etiquette that that you have when you go and run in a park every day, like to who you wave to, uh. and like. I found that there's certain people one day I will wave to and then I think, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to wave to that person now every day. And there's another, like, two two old ladies that I've, that I've started conversations with and now I have to stop every time and talk to them. 
find uh, another park. Yeah. <laughs> and, and isn't just this true in life? You know, with like neighbours and your, true, people yeah. in your building, yeah. for example, if you live in a condo or James, you live in a street, you know, your neighbours and shit. of being friendly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> once you have once these relationships start, they're, they're very difficult. Well, they're, you can't end them, basically, other than you say, Jane, move out your condo or get a new fucking park to run in or something. Well, the funny part, I, I'm touching up on what, you're, what you said, uh, is they give you a look. You know what I mean? Like you're approaching them and they give you a look and you're looking at them and there's that look. Know this there's, no, there's that look where like you're, you're, you, you know, you're supposed to say hi to that person. Yeah. You give each other a look and then you're like, do we say hi? Do we say hi? Okay, we don't say hi. Yeah. <laughs> or we and do. You, think, or you, oh, you say hi and then they don't see you and you're like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Or someone waves at you and you like sort of turn behind you. Yeah. Oh, try, oh someone calling me? me? No, no one's calling me. <laughs> yeah. So this this etiquette about running in the park and who you who you do and don't wave to and, you know, striking a conversation. It's been on my mind recently and I think I'm just going to keep myself to myself from now on because it's creating more problems. And this is also... There's this homeless woman that sleeps in the park every day. Uh, I think she basically solicits her goods, uh, by that I mean her vagina, on Sutlinville every night. And she sleeps in the park every day. And you can see her at the at the drinking fountains washing her clothes. And then she sleeps on the bench. And recently she's tried to, she's there every day and she's tried to talk to me. But I've done well with that one. I just ignore her completely and I feel bad for doing it, but... You can't, I can't have a dialogue with some homeless bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse my language. <laughs> no, it's funny because actually Thai, Thai culture is based on like a, a class structure. So technically, Falong are, are in this like area where they think you have money. Yeah. So technically, you get a free pass in society with not having to communicate with those Very people. True. And they understand Mm. You, know, you know what I mean? They understand that you don't have to talk to them. And if you do, mm. you're like doing something way out of your class system for doing this. Are, so, are you in a condo? I'm in a condo, yes. Do you do you tip uh, like people in your building? Because I've started doing it uh, like when they help me out my car yeah. with some stuff. I'll give them a hundred baht and... Uh, the cleaner and the uh, and the guard. We gave them both an envelope at Christmas with a thousand baht in nice. each. And... Uh, I don't know if that's a bad precedent to set as well. But they don't really have anybody servicing me at my car. Yeah. They don't, they don't come in and clean my apartment. They, they don't, don't do, do anything. Yeah, yeah. You got a security guard out front, and if I'm coming in with food, I'll give him, I'll toss him some food or something like that because I know he's just going to be there for eight hours or something, you know. <laughs> toss but him I some mean, fries, French fries. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't feel the need, but I do, no, tip, I do tip in public. Yeah. A lot of we people spoke about don't. This before, a lot, yeah, a lot of people yeah. don't tip, but I, I definitely at least 20 pot. I mean, shit, 20 yeah. pot 50 cents. And then there's the old homeless thing, but we won't get into that again. Yeah, James, they're all they're all they're all connected. They're all part yeah, of <laughs> that's right. I'm interested about this woman in the park you speak of. Yeah, yeah what, what soy is she? What soy is she? I mean, how how difficult is it? I mean, she must like sleeping al fresco. I mean, how difficult is it to get a room in Bangkok? Well, she, you can get a room for a thousand baht. A month, I would say right? she's fifty. Oh, and uh, she she's she speaks. Not with a Thai accent, but she's not. But she's definitely Asian. Burmese, um, maybe. Maybe. Oh wow! Um, and she always sleeps on the maybe same bench. Maybe she's got no ID. That's why she can't. Get yeah, a place. That, that's true. But I'm sure there's some dives in Thailand. But there's there's a shanty town right next to that park. I don't know if you walked Kong through Thai. it. No. Um, 
No, there's a little independent shanty town near near the tobacco monopoly building. Yeah. Um, on the right, where if you walk up, you know where that that smelly river is. Yes. If you walk up along that piss river, yeah. There, there's there's about um one street, isn't there? On your right hand side, one street with yeah. shanty um houses yeah. either side, about fifty houses. So yeah, I, I mean, know surely exactly someone there mean. could help her out. I know exactly you know. what you mean, man. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting you that you know about the shitty piss river. Because I've walked past that every day. And yeah, I gagged once walking yeah, past it's that. So it's so bad. It's horrible. It's called and a piss river. Well, no, that's what I called it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it is. It's an open sewer. I mean, yeah. that, that's the thing about Bangkok. It uh, and there are houses around it, some really nice ones as well. And I always think, fuck, you're going to have to shut your windows. Or... <laughs> and, and right now, they're building re- some really nice townhouses right next to it uh, on Ratchadar. It's not on Ratchadar. It's, it's at the bottom of my side, but... Anyway, I was thinking they're probably gonna. There's gonna be rich people living there, and they're gonna probably have to do something about. They throw that. chemicals in there. It's like a smell, a smelly thought. toilet, you know. Yeah, you got a toilet that smells really throw bad. Some throw some bleach, powder bleach in down it. it and some washing powder. Yeah, yeah. And there can't be anything living in there, so you're not gonna. Dude, I've seen people fishing in there. Oh, oh God. honestly, <laughs> and monitors. I, I was like, oh my God! I imagine like some of the fish you get at these street <laughs> stalls are probably from. Oh, shit river yeah. they're probably winding up on the, the local restaurants yeah. <laughs> but I mean if those fish are existing in that water and eating and drinking from that water they're going to taste like that aren't they probably they're made of shit basically yeah That's shit fish shit fish we, we, we've, we've just found a new species <laughs> <laughs> um, can we um, can we move away from shit fish can, can we talk about something serious yeah sure um, like Basically, uh, domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I've subscribed to this uh, YouTube channel called Crime Vault, and, it, and it's, it's really good, actually. But there was this one story which was just... It really affected me, and it was this, um, this wife battered and fatally burned by a husband. Um, basically, this... This Ottawa man scalded his wife with boiling water and then let her die in the basement of her home. Um, Mark Hutt, 36, had pleaded not guilty to the first-degree murder and charge, charge in connection with the December 2009 of his wife. Uh, Joan Hutt's, Jones Hutt's body was found battered and burned on a dirty mattress in the basement of her home in Ottawa's West End in December 2009. Hutt, dressed in a black suit, sat in Ottawa, Court. I don't want to talk about that. But basically, um, after Hutt burned Jones, her wounds became infected and she descended into septic shock and died 11 days later. Uh, Cullinan said, police officer said Jones Hutt looked like she was dragged behind a car on a gravel road. Apparently when police went to lift a T-shirt up, all her skin stuck to it. But it's, th- it's this other stuff. She had... Um, Trying to show Sinclair said victim, uh, but that's not really domestic abuse, is it? That's that's it's torture. torture. Well, it's downright yeah. murder, yeah. But she, oh, I'm I'm trying to find one of the one of the points here. She had like 29 air gun pellets lodged what? in her skin, all over her body, lodged in her skin. So he was just like popping air gun pellets at her all the time. So when so when they did a post mortem, she had a broken cheek, a broken nose. She had 
first degree burns all over her body and she had 29 air gun pellets lodged in her mm. skin and various parts of her body. And I just, I, I think, and I was reading something similar about a guy who got domestically abused by a, a woman. Mm. So it, I know it happens both ways, but what what do you think it is, this this psychological kind of bond that people have with each other mm. where, and many times the woman will make excuses for the man or the man will make excuses Crimes for the woman of passion yeah and i i just i just wonder if is it something that, that goes back to our caveman sort of era you know the the guy protects you and he and he looks after you but he you know once a week he sort of smacks you over the head with his club and drags you into his cave and well, has if, his you, way if, you, with you. if you're in an intense relationship with someone who's highly mentally ill, mm. as the husband in the first case obviously was, mm. then it will affect your own mental health mm. yourself. Um, if, that is, you weren't mentally challenged before getting into the relationship, yeah. you would be um, struggling After during the relationship. Yeah. Um, and abuse takes many forms. That's probably the most horrific case I've heard of recently. Mm. But there needs to be um, refuges, um, places for women who are abused to go, and they shouldn't be afraid of going there. And what's overlooked often is there also needs needs to be places for men to go as well. Yeah. Because so- sometimes men um, suffer terribly and nobody believes mm. them. I, th- I think it was probably because I'd watched that YouTube video that I was linked to another one about this this guy Basically, he was an English guy, and his wife basically stabbed him a few times and beat him up and wouldn't let him see his family and shit. And he, the, the thing is, in those situations, the guy can probably out- overpower the woman, you know. But there's again, there's that weird psychological kind of bond where I know it's it's more psych psychological control, isn't it, than than physical mm. prowess. Do you know what I mean? Well, you, in that instance, so you have to think about it, really. Is it really the power of the person in charge or is it the weakness of the person who is being abused? Because both are both strong factors, you know what mm. I mean? We would, I don't want to speak for mm. a woman, but I would wish that she would have the courage to, to do it. I think that's a difficult route to go it, down, it, John. It really, <laughs> it, it really is, but I'm saying, but I mean, you don't, you know, when you're thinking about it, you just wish and hope that these people would have the courage, yeah. find some kind of inner strength in themselves to to get themselves out of that yeah. situation. And, and, and sometimes they just they just don't, they just don't, you know. Yeah, man. And, um, and if anyone's listening to this show and they're suffering with it, like, go out and do something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, you know, yeah. have the power, you know what I mean? No, you're right. You, 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 you wish a, that you... you you want these people to to, yes. to get the courage to yes, to and there's always this stigma with women being. Some women think that you know they're the man, the man of the house, or something. Or, you know, the man, like you know, and but it's not true. Women are just as strong, if not stronger, than men. You know what I mean? Mm. So never feel like you know you cannot. Yeah, uh, and it's important to remember if you are being abused by anyone, if you're male or female, it's not going to get better. Yeah. It's only going to get worse. So yeah. get out. Sort that is it so out. true. Yeah, because, the, I mean, yeah, exactly. The, this this guy... He's not going to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and this, this guy that I saw, uh, whose, whose wife was uh, abusing him, he, he was like, she was pregnant. She was like, oh, when the baby comes, mm. things will get better. 
you know, I'm sure that happens with, with females as well. You know, I'll get pregnant and we'll have a kid and then things will get he's better. He's got responsibilities. And, he's, yeah. He's, he's and it made long-term you're right. plans. You're right. It never fucking does, man. But if you want to look this up online, uh, listeners, um, strangers, it's Mark Hutt, M-A-R-K-H-U-T-T. And uh, it's it's a harrowing bloody story, I'll tell you. It's really bad. Um, a little bit of light relief from that if we, if we can change uh change lanes a little bit i don't what, what should we talk about next um i mean there's more true crime stuff uh this just well a little bit of light relief there's this russian guy have you heard of this russian guy who he basically dug up 29 children and t- <laughs> i said a little bit of light relief it's, it's coming <laughs> just not yet uh so this man dug up 29 children before mummifying them and turning their corpses into dolls in a flat that he shared with his oblivious parents. Mm. You remember we said this on the show before? If there's somebody in your life and they like won't let you go into their room or they say, you know, no further in the house, I won't let you go upstairs or shit or something, there's probably something wrong. There's probably 29 mummified children in yeah. that room. So, <laughs> Anatoly Mos- Movskin... Uh, 52 admitted to the horrific crimes in court where he told distraught parents, you abandon your girls, I brought them home and warmed them up. <laughs> so what exactly is the crime? The Russian man mummified the dead children and dressed them in stockings, girls' clothing, knee-length boots to make them look like dolls, applying lipstick and makeup to their faces. In another grisly twist, he wedged music boxes inside their rib cages. Mobskin also marked the birthdays of each of his dead children in his bedroom. By the time he was detained by police, Moskin kept one of his young girls' remains for nine years. The little girl's mother, Natalia, or whatever, uh, regularly visits her daughter's graveside and the coffin was empty. Uh, Moskin confessed to 44 counts of abusing the graves and corpses of girls aged 3 to 12 in 2013. However, he was ruled to have schizophrenia and could not stand trial. Um, so he got away scot-free. Because it's not, it's not too much of a crime. He's not killing these women. He's um, vandalising the... There's a picture of one of the... Uh... Oh. That's uh, in a snowsuit, though, yeah, so you can't really yeah. see anything. It's like those Russian dolls, isn't it? The, yeah. the one you take off one layer and there's something something underneath. Yeah. Apart from this was <laughs> a, this a, a grisly corpse. <laughs> <laughs> so what... What's that all about? I mean, why... Uh, he, he said, I, I liked his sort of reasoning that he was bringing them home and warming them up, but I don't think they need... Everyone needs a hobby, Mickey. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, do, you guys have a, do you guys have any dark hobbies? <laughs> 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 You're not digging up graves, are you? Well, I guess that's one beautiful thing about Thailand, isn't it? The fact that you incinerate... Hey, that's a good point. When, when I took my wife to England and I took her to... A, I went to my father's grave, she... She, like, wouldn't walk across the graveyard. She was like, P- dead people are buried under here? I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, my... She was freaking out. She couldn't believe that, oh, there, were, yeah, that's that right, there were corpses under the ground. They're all cremated here in time. Yeah. They're all cremated. Yeah, you're right. That's, I, I think I think the Thais probably have it the right way. I don't Why do we bury our dead? Put them in the I ground, to, closer to, to hell? I used to live in a graveyard. My house was <laughs> next to the church. Number one church <laughs> no fillers. Way. So I loved it. It was so peaceful. It was so quiet. You'd do the washing up. Look out the window, and there'd be all the tombstones there. So you um, were one of these. You were one of these sort of people who loved it and weren't sh- sort of freaked out by it every night. I used to walk through the graveyard every night, every single night. Oh um, man, that would freak me out. Obviously, my yeah. my Thai ex-wife came 
and she found it pretty disturbing yeah. that I lived in a graveyard. <laughs> and, and some, <laughs> some, She's like, it all makes sense now. Yeah, I guess I kind of understand that. And sometimes you get a knock on the door, and it's like a couple of old ladies, and it's just a vicarage. <laughs> 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 yes, <laughs> this way, ladies. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. I loved it. I loved so it. did you ever have any uh, cases of grave robbers? No, we never had any grave robbers. Uh, we had, you know, I, I called a couple having sex in there once. Really? Yeah, oh, that's kinky. It's a little bit kinky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's quite a common kink, actually, to have well, sex in a Well, it wasn't that common. It might have been happening, I just didn't see it, because it wasn't lit up mm. um, very well. It was only later on they installed those lights that click on when you walk underneath. Mm. Um, so any sort of weird paranormal stuff... You can report. I wouldn't let anyone do a Ouija board in the house, right? Because they could always go home. Yeah, I could. I couldn't go home. I was stuck there. Have you done a Ouija and board? I had before, and it oh, kind, yeah. kind of worked, you know. And it's kind of manufactured as a toy in the states, right? Yeah, right. Ouija company. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we had to make our own, just using like a a glass upturned and a, write the letters on a piece of paper or a piece of board and we'd have like mm. these homemade Ouija board kits and I did one once in a graveyard um, not your graveyard not my no. graveyard this is a graveyard near <laughs> not the my s- graveyard this is a graveyard <laughs> near the school this is why I wouldn't do it in my graveyard because I did one in the graveyard don't know what you're summoning and it spelt out my name fuck uh, off who's there <laughs> J-A-M-E-S and I've, oh it's another James oh that's cute <laughs> N E. W oh fuck is maybe James Newby or something or oh, <laughs> and then M A N and then M A N oh it must be another James Newman oh another uh, <laughs> and it was like oh, thirty number one victory <laughs> then what happened it moved to D and I was wondering what it what and then it moved to E and I'm starting to think, Not A next it moved to A oh. and it moved it moved towards T and the other two lads I was with. Um, figured it out before I did they took their hands off the board um, and I went home and I was rather scared that night and I was only shit man I was only oh I guess 12 years old or something like that I thought yeah. it was all over I thought that's it. this is my last day <laughs> this is my life it's been nice <laughs> it's been man, I've had I've fun I've never done one and I, I, I remember I had an electric piano and I played like Beethoven songs so I, I, I thought this is the end I might as well have some funeral music <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, how old were you? Twelve. Oh, my God. Twelve. That's not normal for a 12-year-old to be playing Beethoven songs and thinking that his death is imminent. Well, I was a bit of an old soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, shall we have a quick break? Yeah. We're nearly at an hour. Yep. Hey, welcome back, strangers. We're nicely refreshed after a comfort break. Um, and we were just talking about Bigfoot, weren't we? I think people on this, people who listen to this podcast regularly, will will know that I am a little bit of a Bigfoot dork, and I've studied the subject somewhat. Um, and it's it's surprising to hear, or maybe not so surprising, that there is a Thai Bigfoot. And James, you, you said you've you've had. Uh, experience with somebody who's uh, who's had an encounter. Yeah, I haven't encountered it myself, to be fair. But um, when I was living in uh, Pak Chong, which is the um, town next to Thailand's um, first national park and biggest mm-hmm. national park, Khao Yai, 
and I got friendly with one of the guides, the oldest guide. He was the first um, tour guide in Thailand, actually, mm. to, to tour around the parks. Um, really cool old guy, kind of long hair, a uh, bit of a hippie Thai character, mm. but everything he said, he was very knowledgeable about the park and everything mm-hmm. in it. You know, He was kind of encyclopedic about his... Uh, the flora and the fauna in the park. Mm-hmm. And one day we were just walking along and um, he said, you know, Jim, there's some really strange things in, in, in the park. <laughs> uh, I said, yeah, I know, I know. And he said, no, he said, like, really strange. Mm. Um, he, I said, what do you mean? He said, he said one day I'm, I'm, I'm walking just beyond there. Uh, I was in, like, the valley area um, where you often see the remains of kills. It's very difficult to see a kill in, 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 in Thai parks. It's not like the African, um, you know, um, Kenyan parks or South African parks. It's all, all the wildlife's quite tucked away. Mm-hmm. And you do, obviously, um, safari on foot here as well. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you get a bit closer. He said, I saw this thing. It was like King Kong. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? He said, like a monkey. I said, yeah, there's, there's, there's four different types of monkey in the park. He, mm. said, he said, no, 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 like a, like, um, he didn't use the word biped, but he demonstrated by, like, walking, as one mm. would imagine, a nefandi of, <laughs> what's the word? <laughs> <laughs> to walk, like a primitive man. Yeah. And I said, well, what, what, what were you smoking? <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said, no, 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 seriously. It was early morning. I was here. He, he, a big hairy King Kong like character turned around, we locked eyes, he looked at me, I looked at him, and he just turned off, he turned back to where he was going and just just, just walked off. Mm. I said, What did you do? He said, I shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> Ran away. Literally, yeah. He, he he backed off slowly as he's trained to do when mm. seeing a game that's bigger than himself, you know, and uh that was it. We carried That's on walking around the park. I never thought of it again until until you sent me a link of the um, incident in uh, the Thai Peninsula. In mm. uh, uh, is it? Um, I forget the province. It's the one further down from Suratani, isn't it? See Tamasat yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tamasat. Mm. Mm. And this story was incredible. It was a guy who had um, recounted. Um, a sighting when he was an eight or nine year old boy in the village. There were two police officers who, who had two of these creatures um, mm. chained up yeah. in the village. Yeah, and they were they were sat on chairs, and he just said they looked like people. Their eyes looked like human eyes, but they were completely covered in in hair. Mm. Um, and then that I, it made me think of a book I'd read by um, a guy called Harold Stevens. Um, who is a, I think he's American-Australian, but he's an adventure travel writer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still alive. He must be in his 80s now. Um, on the show. He'd be great to have on the show, actually. That's <laughs> a really good idea. Um, he's got some stories. Mm. Um, but he, would talk, he was talking about the, the tribes he would encounter in um, the Malay Peninsula further down before you get to, like... Yeah, Malaysia, yeah. Yeah, there's a real like wild jungle mm. down there, the oldest jungle in the, in the world. Or the oldest rainforest in the world, and he mentioned in one of his books um, about local legend of uh, uh, of the. Uh, I'm not sure what the name for it here is. Orangpang Dek. Orangpang Dek. Well, it is in Malaysia. I, I don't know so here. Orang actually. means man, right? In I, mm, I don't know. So yeah. I think orangutan is like yeah. wild man yeah. or something like that. Probably. 
Sorry, I'm just having some problems here with my... Uh, and then I, I mentioned before in Nepal when I was there, um, I bought um, a guidebook for the uh, land. It was called The Larger Land Mammals of uh, Nepal and Himalaya. White cover, um, hardback. I've still got it at home. Mm. Um, and the, uh, the Yeti, or the Abominable Snowman, is mentioned. It's not mentioned. It's actually... It has its own plate. Yeah. With a photograph, uh, not a photograph, a uh, illustration mm. and a distribution map showing. So, the publishers or the author was treating the yeti as a real recognised species. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I must say that I'm, I'm a true, I'm a true Bigfoot believer, <coughs> a Sasquatch believer, and I think I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's some kind of missing link to you know some kind of old kind of relic hominid, um, or whether. It's some kind of interdimensional uh, being, uh, alien, which a lot of people believe it is. Uh, maybe the Alex Jones types. Um, but I just feel that there's far too many stories over far too much of the planet. Uh, Russia, Asia, America, even there's some sightings in the UK, although I can't really believe it because the, the forests are just so small in the UK and we don't really have a lot of big wildlife, but... Well, well, up in Scotland, there's some big hairy men, but (laughs) (laughs) but they're tossing cabers. But but when you when and you'll know this better than better than us, Jordan. But the Pacific Northwest Mm -hmm. in 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 America is so vast. Yeah, I mean, planes go down in that place and they're never found again. It is Mm -hmm. so big Mm -hmm. that why why couldn't there be something in there that we've you 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 heard um, about. When people had seen a gorilla, uh, the, but basically back, uh, it was a couple of hundred years ago, people had spotted gorillas, but nobody actually thought they existed for a long time. And they were just like, a, you know, a myth, like Bigfoot. And then suddenly, and you an, know... And there's this new species of large chimpanzees. Yeah, 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 well. yeah, yeah, the lion killer. Yeah, the lion killer. Yeah, yeah, massive chimpanzee. That's really? basically, it's and, be- and that's biped as well. It walks on its back feet. Wow. Yeah. So why why not? I mean, people laugh at Bigfoot like it's uh, and rightly so. I mean, it should be laughed at. But you know, I've I've studied the Patterson Gimlin footage, and I've listened to a lot of lectures that Bob Gimlin has done. He's still alive today, and I think I think there's something to it. And I do wonder whether it's just some archetype that maybe people long to see. You know, like how to explain it, like. People kind of long to to be in the forest, and they long for this period of time where we were all sort of uh, at one with nature and Happy. Uh, yeah. And maybe it's something, some kind of weird psychological trick that's going on. But I, I don't know. I, I I think it's a real thing. What do you think, Jordan? Do well, you, do you believe? Um, especially in the Pacific North, where there's a lot of native tribes. And these things aren't just contained to just popular culture. Yeah. These things are actually um, spoke of in these native cultures. Exactly. They and have many names for so, them, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I know, you know, yeah, they have many, many names from, actually, I think Sasquatch. Yeah, that's the main. They, they, it's, it has a native origin. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like a Native American. But, but isn't yeah. it funny? Isn't it funny how many, um, how many places there are in America called like Ape Canyon? Monkey mm-hmm. Creek or whatever, and devils actually. There's a lot of there's a lot of weird devils ones, but there's a lot of monkey and sort of um, I don't know, kind of related no. names for places, mm. and you wonder why. But 
I think in some cases there probably are just monkeys. You know, like people, like these rich people who have all these collections of animals. Probably in some cases the, there are actually just monkeys that get free. Could be, yeah, that's a good point. But, so I, I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm definitely a believer, and I like the Bigfoot thing. And uh, so, so what we could do, I could get in touch with the people down in um, Khao Yai. Yeah, I'm still in regular correspondence with one of the guys, mm-hmm. and he's still in touch with the guide. So right. we we could rock up there with a film camera, mm. um, in search and, of the and, Thai and, Bigfoot, and, and go to the exact location where he saw this uh, King Kong like creature, mm-hmm. as he called it, and do some tree no- wood knocking and all that kind of shit. Because <laughs> that's how they communicate. Apparently, they knock on. Oh trees. really? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So w- when you want to summon a Bigfoot, you get a big sort of stick and you whack it against a tree and. Yeah, so that, that's what we need to do then, and then yeah. see if we can see any evidence. Of Are you up for it, Jordan? A yeah, trip down you know, south. no, I was, uh, I was saying we were talking about the paranormal stuff too. It would be cool to do these like little segments where, like, if we just take a weekend to go do yeah. some of this stuff and actually like play it in part of the podcast, <laughs> or make it a podcast mm, where we can search camera. for Bigfoot. It'd be so. <laughs> what, what's this thing you've been watching on YouTube? This paranormal survivors. Yeah, thing? there's this show that I found on you. I don't. I don't do Netflix. I do YouTube. YouTube documentaries. But mm. I found this show randomly. It's called Paranormal Survivors, and it has accounts of these people who go through these paranormal activities, and they also have like experts in paranormal, mm. and they they describe these things. And do you, you think know, are most of them full of shit, or do you really believe them? You know, I've seen a lot of these shows, and I'm a big horror guy, horror movie, horror shows, horror this, but in, you know, crime documentaries. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I'm convinced, but it it's intriguing. It, it, yeah. it, it keeps you intrigued, and me and James were talking about it. It's the, the effects of it, too. Like, they're really good with the effects of, of, of the people talking about it and then portraying the events of what actually what what conspired mm. so it makes you it, it matches up perfectly so when these people <laughs> are talking when these people are talking about it you get a good visual with when they yeah. reenactments of what it was and <laughs> so i mean i couldn't tell you if it's real or not obviously but uh, it's intriguing have you ever heard of that skinwalker ranch in america a what skinwalker ranch Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, no. it's apparently this this ranch in 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 the US where a lot of paranormal activity goes on. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think there's something weird about the the USA. I think because it's only really been populated for like three is it three hundred years or something? Um, a little bit longer well, than by, that. But that by, by country by Westerners. Yeah. 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 And and then the rest, the sort of the the sort of deeper history is obviously native people and. I th- I think there's there's a lot of sort of spirituality and there's a lot of a lot of weird energy in America. I think. Yeah, and I, especially I really these, there's Indian burial grounds yeah. and things like that. Yeah, and, some weird um, shit. Those are actually the more the more spookier ones, as you would say. Have you heard of dogmen? No, I like never have. the the like kind of werewolves kind of thing. There's a lot of those. There's a lot of those sightings in America, mm. like these big sort of six foot dogs that walk upright, uh, and the, they're not. They're not really the same as werewolves, but they're called dogmen. Uh, they're basically wolves, seen from well, a distance. Or? I don't know, but they're walking on, they're walking by. Oh pedaling. no way! Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they they terrorize a lot of people. See, uh, I I I I firmly believe in the thing is, 
if you can't prove it's false, then why not think it's true? Exactly. You you have to believe something could be true until it's proven false. You know what I mean? And no one can't prove that Bigfoot well, is not well, there. Well, pretty good proof, as we were saying, with Bigfoot with that 60s yeah. video. Yeah. Yeah. In Pat's the, in Gimlin footage. Yeah. yeah. That, that's been tested to it's death. convincing. I mean, you can go on YouTube and you can see a hundred videos of people analysing that, analysing the gait of the walk, analysing the way it swings its arms, analysing the muscle tone on the legs and arms as it's walking, you know, analysing the suit and the hair. And, and why would they think? I mean, what for, at that time, in that kind of society, it's two mm. guys, they're out hunting or whatever with their horses, they're in the valley. If they were going to fake it, why would they go to the imaginative length of making it a female? Mm. Giving it breasts. Giving it breasts. I mean, I really, I don't get that. I mean, Mm -hmm. when you study the video, whatever it is, it's a female of the species. Mm -hmm. You can see that. Um, And would two guys who weren't the most intelligent guys on the planet, were they? I mean, would they have gone to that length? So there's all sorts of conspiracy theories about that video as well. Uh, And some... Not really weird conspiracy theories, but some just theories about how the whole thing was set up and and what actually happened. And uh, one of the main sort of overriding theories is that um, the there was two juveniles uh, also at, at the scene, and the mother was trying to draw the these two guys away. That's why she let herself be seen. And that's why she was walking off into the trees because there was two juveniles over here. There's, so an, she, there's another video uh, yeah. oh, Ricky, of the uh, female carrying an infant. Have you seen that yeah, one? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, like, it's like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cradling the infant. Yeah. And again, that's very convincing. Yeah. How's that being debunked? So this one? is a second video. Other than I don't know. Um, this was no, later, much yeah, later, like later. 30, 40 years later. Um, and I'm going to try and look it up now while we're talking, but the, the, this, there's a second best. Um, there must be a top 10 yeah. YouTube or something of uh, Bigfoot videos. Um, uh, I'm going to ruin the podcast by, by trying to find it, but um, th- there's... Oh, God. Which one is it now? I can't remember the name of it now, but um, let me try and Google it. Second best... I don't know if it's second best Bigfoot <laughs> video. But, um, but any, th- there's also some really... My mate Andy... Uh, and it, I won't give his second name, but he's in he's in like a closed group of Bigfoot enthusiasts mm. where you've got to like be a certain level to get invited in. And there's all sorts of weird theories uh, in that uh, in that group. Uh, the, the, there's a theory that um, there was like a dead Bigfoot in in this pit, um, and. Basically, these other people had had basically murdered this juvenile Bigfoot to draw the the female out, and there's there's I mean nobody's like confirming or or denying it, but uh, yeah, oh man. But I think you're right uh, that the obsessiveness about the subject may hark back to people's desire to to live a more kind of uh, <coughs> traditional lifestyle. Mm. I'm sorry, guys. I, oh, you're fine. I really want to try and find it, but I can't remember what it's called now. Um, As you say, there's these large swaths of, of, of national parks, especially we were talking about in the northwest of the United States, 
where these signings are like in Nova Scotia mm. and, and, and you know these very uh, outside of town places. A lot that, in California as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to find it. So sorry, guys. Uh, sorry for the last three minutes. I was just trying to look something up, but um, I'll, I'll I always say I'll try and post it underneath the description of the podcast. I never do. But f- for me, it's I I think it's something worth worth investigating. Um, and there's there's all sorts of there's there's two camps in the Bigfoot world: kill or not kill. You know, if you see a Bigfoot. Should you kill it and bring it in to to let everybody know and finally kind of unearth the the secret and you know bring it mainstream and tell the truth or or should you just let it be? Well, you might get a mean tweet by Peter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Directed at you for um, yeah. harming animals. Yeah, and there's all sorts of people that think these things should be given like human so status what, and all that the, sort of um, stuff. What's the rationale behind that? That that most of the people see them that that see them are hunting, and they have a yeah. gun in their hands. Yeah. So if you were hunting and you had a gun in your hands and you saw a bigfoot, would you, you should, shoot it? Yeah, I would. But, yeah, <laughs> I would as well. <laughs> Imagine how famous you'd be. <laughs> <Without a doubt. laughs> Look, dragging its body in. I'd open a museum. <laughs> yeah. You know. um, but yeah, I guess the guys who are who go out there specifically, like we will do to look for the animal won't have guns mm. so it won't be an option for and us the, but the, there is that argument about why aren't people getting clear photos of it and the, uh, I, I guess that there's not really a big argument against that other than to say that however many times have you seen something and tried to get your phone out you know, like a lizard or a bird or or something that that's cool. You try and get your phone out and film it, and it, maybe it's quite far away as well. You c- you you can't film. Well, wildlife photography is very difficult as well yeah. because the camera doesn't understand the, or differentiate between the subject or the intended subject mm. and all the undergrowth and everything around it. Exactly. So you end up with this kind of shaky, blurry image, and it'd be yeah. much more rewarding just to put down the camera. <laughs> Mm, and actually and just watch it. it with the naked eye. And, th- and this is the same The same argument is made about aliens. Um, that how, However many times have you tried to like take a photograph of the stars or a light in the distance or something? You can't, you literally cannot do yeah. it. Right. Your phone doesn't like pick up that kind of stuff. Even yeah. like trying to try and take a good Even photo of the moon, it's, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Where, where do you stand on aliens? <laughs> That's a big question, right? <laughs> Uh, well, a, a general blanket statement is is to say, you know, agree with science that it's, as they say, it's very highly unlikely that we are alone. Mm. It's just it can't be. But the next question comes after that is uh, how much more off, you know, how much more years have they been in a civilization? What if humans were... Was first. Yeah, well, no, I mean, but I mean, what if we were on this planet... For millions of years, billions of years, and the technology that would come from that, you know what I mean? What if a civilization of, 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 of people have, have that, that time and that technology to... Yeah, and if there was a big disaster, how much of that would be left? Right. You know, after so many years. Yeah, I'm really into that. If there's been, like, uh, civilizations before this one. Because I remember when um, Graham... What's he called? Uh, he's been on Joe Rogan a few times. Um, uh, the second name will come to me. 
but he posited that there was like earlier civilizations than the ones that we know today. Mm-hmm. And he got a load of shit for it. And, uh, you know, he was trying to date the Sphinx as well and saying that the Sphinx was a lot older than it was. And basically he was ridiculed by, by science 20 years ago. And now they've found like temples in all, all over the place you're, and pyramids all over the place that are a lot older. You're not going ancient aliens on us, are you? <laughs> not, not ancient aliens, no. Graham Hancock, that was it. But I mean, even Graham think Hancock. about the perception of time, though. If you think about time, our time was for a long time based on before Christ, Christianity. Mm. And their, their, their time could have gone back a lot farther than theirs. Where they're still trying to figure out... How they they have an idea of how the great pyramids are pyramids are made, but they say it'd be a spect- mm. it would be a spectacle to make today with yeah. those one ton thing, given the technology that they had, what they say they had. Yeah, well, then. apparently you can't get a piece of paper in between the rocks that that they're that beautifully lined up and and the angles are, are perfectly ninety degrees and um, but th- that's that's an interesting question, right? If but people were much better craftsmen back then. I they, think you're, they you're an architect. Uh, Mickey, and the cathedrals as well, when you think about the cathedrals. Yeah, right. They took hundreds of years to right. build. And going back to like Angkor Wat, yeah. I mean, no, yeah. nobody has been able to build anything on the scale of that, even the cathedrals in Rome or in the Vatican or whatever. Mm. I mean, the sheer workmanship, yeah, the quality of workmanship, the, the vertical and... Uh, you know, horizontal lines match up perfectly, you know, yeah. in, in Angkor Wat, if you look at how they would have, or imagine how they would have looked, you know, yeah. back in the so, day. So you so think it's just a case of we've lost some kind of level of, of craftsmanship? I, I believe so, yeah. I think we, yeah. We, we don't... That would make sense. What if you think about it this way? What if you think about technology got better and they lost, like we are with the cell phones? Well, I was just about to say that, right? Exactly. So th- this is the question, we right? We lose those... If if there was a natural disaster today, right, the power was shut off or there was uh, a solar, you know, uh, mm-hmm. what's it called, a flare, flare. solar flare, or, or, or there was basically a, a, a big uh, eruption, a volcano eruption, and the whole earth was covered in, 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 in dust for years, or there was, you know, some kind of ice age or something, how long would it be before humanity... Is he raised? Have, have you seen these um, these documentaries about New York? How long it would take if New York was abandoned for all all the wildlife to return and all the trees to start growing again? It happens really quickly, you know. And bridges would start to fail. Uh, cars would return back to the earth as they started to uh, erode. And I just I don't think it'd be a long time before look cities at, like this Chernobyl. would be reduced to nothing. Look at Chernobyl in Russia, where they had yeah. that huge nu- nuclear disaster. It's now one of the most fertile places on the planet. Yeah. You know, mm. When was that? That was in the 70s, 80s. Right? 80s was it the 80s, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and these new species of, like, mushroom that de- have developed their own power. Um, yeah, have, I've heard uh, about have, this, have yeah. been created as a consequence of that yeah. um, destruction. And pigs, they have a lot of pigs there, apparently, don't they? Re- irradiated pigs. <laughs> so I, I, don't, I don't think there will be complete Armageddon, no matter what you try and do to the planet. I think there will be pockets of civilization yeah. that manage to survive and maybe build a better place as a consequence. But so, so the question is, though, James, do you believe that uh, in rec- that there has been a a mod a technological civilization before what's recorded now? 
that there's a possibility well, that it could have been. Have you heard the simulation theory? Yeah, yeah, I uh, love simulation theory, yeah. So simulation theory could be connected to that prior um, yeah. um, civilization, right? The sim- yeah, exactly, simulation yeah. theory is that we're, we're just... Uh, what we're doing right now are a computer simulation that, that it's all pre-designed and like um, there's no mm. free will, you know, it's it's all yeah. it's all a game. Um, but I I think there would be some evidence if there was a technological society before as. Um, now that's not to say there wouldn't be one on another planet, and I think mm. I think most astrologers and men of space science will agree that um, the probability is there are um, other intelligent life forms somewhere in the solar system and they'd have There's different ways be. of communicating um, what and, is it, the and, Fermi and paradox the Fermi paradox right. is, I, I could never remember the exact explanation but um, basically it's something like if if there was a technological civilization somewhere then why why haven't we seen it kind of thing well, the vastness of the universe, and even well, they talk a, they talk about the just the universe, but the multi the multiverse mm. theory that yeah. we are just one universe in a multiverse, and who knows you know well, we get, we, get, we go down a, we go <laughs> we go down a rabbit hole down down that way, but I mean we yeah. are just i I like to compare it as like a beach walking along a beach, you know like Cosmet or somewhere that's you're one we are like our universe could be one grain of sand on this beach. Yeah. And there's many beaches on this on this planet. Yeah. So if you can't the the number of grain of sand in the world is infinite. Mm. You can't put a number no, on I, it. I I like that. I like that. And there's that old analogy yeah, that there's that there's more stars in the sky than there are grains of sand on on the earth. And I've always liked the the um the sort of uh, visual um I don't know, depiction like of, you know, you have a universe and then you zoom in to like my ball sack or something and like inside there there's another universe <laughs> and then inside Men in black, that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah. At the inside end of, the cat's little... Yeah, <laughs> it's inside like a little marble, isn't it? And right. it kind of zooms out and I think the Simpsons have done the same thing but I do wonder if it's fractal. You know this 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 Earth that we're in this sorry this space uh, this universe that we're in, and you know the the more you zoom out the I don't know, it's like an atom, basically it looks like a mm-hmm. I'm I'm bastardizing uh, I'm too drunk now, but an atom <laughs> basically looks like a a solar system or something yeah because you got the electrons <laughs> yeah. spinning around you got so, the, so the proton uh, neutron, yeah. the nucleus I, I think I think we should steer away from this because I think we're, 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 <laughs> we're all, going down the science we're talk, yeah but, uh, well it's not the fact that we're going down that route but it's the fact that I don't know <coughs> enough to make uh, like a coherent argument yeah. about it you know yeah. but we can all agree there's probably other life out there well, for sure well, I if, think so yes you're right if the universe is infinite which Brian Cox and I trust Brian Cox and I like Brian Cox says it is then there has to be and you, you've heard the 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 old para, the the paradox or paradigm. I can never remember the, what the right word is. But if the universe is infinite, then not only is there another James Newman in the universe, but there's an infinite number of James Good Newmans. Point. You know, you and think- not only is there an infinite number of James Newmans, but there's an infinite number of James Newmans at every single second yep. of James Newman's life so yep. far. 
Yep. That's enough for anyone. <laughs> but that's and a great point because you make decisions every if it, single if day. If infinite is infinite, then that's what it means, though. Yeah. And people have got to get their heads around that, that if the universe is infinite, then... Yeah, like, I mean, you know, you could be doing something else right now, and we would be doing that thing, but we chose to be here at this time doing yeah. this, but we technically could be doing something and, else. And I wonder if that's what deja vu is sometimes, the fact that I'm yeah. just tapping into it another has Michael happened, Murray. It in, has in happened to me where, like, <laughs> I've either had a dream, I think I've dreamt something where, like, I dreamt where I was in a place, and then I, and then some later on down the road, I passed by that place. Mm. It has been a weird occurrence where I've been like, I've seen this place before. <laughs> yeah. Where have I seen this place before? I think I've seen it in my dreams. So all of a sudden it's like right. connecting. And it, and if the universe is infinite, you, you will definitely, another Jordan Perez will have experienced that somewhere. Yeah. Definitely. Should we lighten the mood a bit? Because I think we were going down some weird places, there. and I do enjoy <laughs> it. Strange, I must say, I do enjoy it. But I just wish I was more knowledgeable on it. Yeah, because I'm sure some people are listening to this podcast and just shouting, like, talk about this, <laughs> shouting down their phones about how like <laughs> we're, we're getting everything wrong. And <laughs> um, well, there's a lot of stuff here. There's a lot of stuff. Air Asia. Apparently, they're, they're opening the restaurant. So Air Asia is a budget airline, yeah, and service in Southeast Asia. And if you want, is this to, true? If, I, I don't know. If, if you want to order a meal, it's, it's you don't get like compulsory food. You have to like you have to uh, request it, don't you? <laughs> this is true. Yeah, and, and they do a really good. Um, uh, here we go. Chicken uh, actually. Here we go. Air Asia <laughs> is now moving into the restaurant business. It's not an unknown idea for an airline to pivot off an area of their business and into its own venture. Qantas has turned a point system into an insurance company, blah, blah, blah. That's right. The CEO of AirAsia wants to serve customers on the ground of the food that they currently offer in the air. <laughs> and if you've ever had this... Airplane of, food is airplane not food good is at all. It, it, and of course, because you're, you're 20,000 feet or 35,000 feet in the air, your taste buds are gone, you can't really taste anything, so everything's like extra salted and everything's like in preservatives and all that weird shit. So the new restaurant chain will be open in Malaysia first and will serve food that is available on their airline. Mm. I mean, who the fuck's going to want to eat this shit? Uh, our food is fantastic. We believe in it so much that we're going to start a fast food restaurant out of it. Uh, it's called Santan. AirAsia Group CEO Tony Fernandez said. <laughs> Santan, which means coconut milk in Malay, is also the name of AirAsia's local board menu. A menu that is fabulously extensive, regionally genuine, and allows passengers to pre-book meals before taking off. Oh my God. So what, I, they're, what they're doing, actually, they must have so much waste food that they need They need Just channel it through a restaurant. Yeah, you've, you've, it's, James, it's a distribution. You've cracked it. You've cracked it That's what it is. It's a distribution strategy. That's what it is. Rob. It's a waste minimization strategy. Exactly. That's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 okay, I, we debunked that. Next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> Could imagine eating, eating at an AirAsia restaurant when I'm in an airport. And knowing that it had been in front of someone on their tray and they refused to eat it. Right. Or they chose not to eat it. It's gone back on a trolley. <laughs> off the aeroplane into the restaurant yeah you can imagine that actually or, or even like a half finished meal they're gonna like <laughs> yeah, take two halves take take everything out and repackage it somewhere else do you know i do i i do uh, i watch a little bit of gordon ramsay you know mm -hmm. like hotel nightmares and ki sorry kitchen nightmares and mm -hmm. hotel hell and i do 
second guess every single restaurant I walk into now and think what is going on <laughs> what is going on behind the scenes I'm sure if you knew everything that went on in the kitchens that you ate in the restaurants yeah. in the kitchens of the restaurants you ate I'm sure you'd be pretty fucking I think I've seen every angry. episode of Kitchen Nightmares so yeah. like when when you come into these restaurants to have these really uh, diverse menus, as you would call them, where you like yeah. you'll have Italian, Mexican, and when the menu's too all thick, American, they can't prepare yeah, fresh, I'm like you can. There's no way that you can properly make all those dish. About mm. if you have seven it's, out of eight dishes, they specialize in one, and all of them else are going to get you sick. Mm. <laughs> it's all microwave, isn't it? They they just make it, they freeze it. I mean, every restaurant you go into, it's mm. it's all a microwave job. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but and it just bothers me these these. Um, what was the thing you sent the other day about the guy dipping his testicles in? What was it, James? You sent it, right? Was that you or Jordan? It no, was a it delivery, wasn't it? Was it? it was you. I, I can't remember. Is it, is it Mexican food? Yeah, something oh. like that in the US. Yeah, it was, he dipped his thing into the guacamole. Guacamole. Was, what's he, it called? He dropped his balls. He teabagged oh, no, the salsa. guacamole. Oh, salsa. Salsa. Uh, Because they must have, um, it was a de- delivery, so they must um, pay the tip. Before the food is delivered. That's right. Or Here we not, go. Not Got pay it. the tip, as the case might have been in this, this incident. So, Tennessee man accused of dipping testicles in customer's salsa. Because <laughs> <laughs> he took a photo of it. That's what he did. He, 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 he took a photo idiot. of him putting his balls in this woman's delivery and then oh, posted, what it, on an idiot. posted it on online and said, this is what you get when you give an 89 cents tip for a 30 minute drive. <laughs> but he's getting sent to jail, man. Yeah. This is like a big deal. You can't do that. Yeah, in the United States, it's really, you cannot, because uh, uh, it's a health hazard. You can get someone sick. Yeah. You know? Tainted food. It was interesting, yeah. He was charged with adult, imagine, adulteration imagine, of food. Imagine being, <laughs> you know, in jail and being at the canteen, and you're like, what are you in for? Like, yeah. gonna, like mass Murder. homicide, you yeah. know. I killed my fucking <laughs> wife and children. What about you? I fucking, I, <laughs> fraud, insurance fraud, I two million testes. dollars. What about you? As you're dipping into your fucking rice sheepily, <laughs> sheepishly. What did you do? Oh, I dipped my balls into the guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be raped that night, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Back onto rape again. What a lovely way to end the podcast. That actually happened. That, actually, <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm that joking. actually happened to me one time. I actually you got raped. raped? No, no, no. You dipped no. your balls in hey, some yeah, salsa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I got, I got uh, too drunk one time, and I had to go into the drunk tank one time. And all these guys, I was in the holding cell, and uh, I had to stay in there for about 24, 48 hours. And all the guys in there were like in there for drug possession. One guy said he was on felony warrants and driving a jet ski wasted. And they're like, what are you in for? Yeah. And I was just like, well, I was drunk outside a bar. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was like the, one of the weakest, the, you know, the weakest stories in there. And I hear a guy on the payphone telling his girl where the drugs are hidden and stuff like that. Oh I'm, just my like, God. I'm just like, where am I right now? Why am I here? Mm. <laughs> Have you ever been arrested, James? I've never been arrested. No, oh. I've never seen the inside of a, I got I got done cell. for DUI. Yeah, England. that's no fun. Yeah, I had friends good. get that. Yeah, uh, but I've never spent. Yeah, sorry, I did have to spend a few hours in a cell that night. But in England, it's a little bit different. You're in a cell on your own. Mm. But I can't imagine that being in being like a drunk tank. With I was in. Of other I was well. First, I was characters. in. I was in a concrete box for 
about 10 hours and then they moved me to the processing cell and I unfortunately got arrested on Memorial Day weekend. Oh, so, so you have to wait until the court I had opens. A, I, would, I got arrested on Friday midnight and I, I wouldn't have had court until Tuesday. Shit, man. And, I, and, and, the, and the crappy part, you know how in the movies they say you have uh, you know free phone call home? That is a bunch of bullshit. Really? If you don't have any cash in your wallet when you're going to jail, yeah. you have no money. It's like $5 a minute to make a phone call. Right. So I didn't even get a phone call. I was like, I was I like, I was like a out, constitutional. No, uh, they're like, life. you have to have money to make f- five minutes for one phone call. And then finally, when it came Sunday, one of my, f- luckily, one of my f- stupid friends got arrested. And I, and he had money on his account and let me use his account so I could call someone to get me out. Well, well, so I would have sat in there Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, what's uh, up? And he came world. in. I was like, dude, can I use like a phone call? I need some, I don't <laughs> have any money. And, he there's your, there's your, your, your family thinking that you died. Putting out a, an APB, uh, what, what is it called? Putting out a missing persons report for you. Yeah, that was one of those nights, you know. <laughs> Never again. Should we, dis- should we dissect uh, Josie Smollett? Yeah, that's Josie an interesting Smollett topic. Case, but just to finish off, because yeah. I, I thought this was really, just from a, a, number, of, a, a number of angles, this is such a, a strange but symptomatic yeah. uh, of the Times case. Um, so I'm sure everybody who's listening to the show knows what happens, but he but he was basically on a show called uh, what was Empire it? Empire, and he was getting paid sixty five thousand dollars per episode, wow. and he didn't think that was enough. <laughs> so I don't know how many episodes they film per year or whatever, but I mean if he does five, that's enough for a year, and it's probably only filming for a couple of months, and you know so fucking hell. So he thought if I get some kind of publicity and at least I think this is uh, please stop me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. um if I get some kind of publicity and I I become a more high profile celebrity then I'll get a, a wage rise mm-hmm. so he he basically went to the police and said he'd been uh attacked now what gets interesting here is that it was like a 7 year old explaining how they'd be attacked like there was a guy with a MAGA hat on who uh, had a noose. He had like a you know, rope that was formed into a noose and he threw bleach on him and all this kind of stuff. And it was just like, it's such a stereotypical like race, like right. MAGA hat, noose, throwing bleach on your skin, blah, blah, blah. He should have really thought about the nuances of his story a little mm. bit before because... And anyway, this guy just didn't think about CCTV and receipts and these two guys that he'd paid to, like, rough him up a little bit. I think he'd got, like, someone to punch him or something. Two Nigerian guys who are now also detained. Um, And the backlash has been pretty severe, uh, as as you would think, because obviously, you know, people genuinely do struggle with, with racism and... You know the 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 plight of, of of black people in America has been long and, uh, you know, fraught with with a lot of shit. You know, in terms of slavery and lynchings and all that kind of stuff. And I think he's dragged up a lot of well, the unfortunate the unfortunate tragedy feelings. of that situation is he 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 fooled everybody basing it on a really true problem that we're having in mm. the United States. Mm. And that's uh, 
people jump into assumptions, even the media jumping on things. Mm. You know, just previously to that, they had that kid who was at Washington, D.C. and he was standing and a Native American came over. Yeah. And you had Nathan uh, Phillips. Yeah, yeah, Nathan Phillips and Sandman. And the media blasted this kid hard just because of a picture. And, and you had celebrities, you had the media calling him a. Uh, a racist kid. This kid is 16 years old, and mm. they filleted this kid where he is Kathy like Griffin literally saying, dox the guy. And yeah, and she was the one that actually had a head in her hand. You know this girl, but yeah. I mean, I, it, she he he used that sentiment in America where like we are literally teetering on the verge of like a like an inner civil war with ourselves with morality. Mm. We're pulling, left versus we're, right. Yeah, we're pulling <laughs> each other apart, yeah. and and he used that. For his own personal gain. Mm. It's fucked up. That is... And then he went on Good Morning America and, like, told this story and... So, so th- yeah, you, you, you probably know you more go? about it. How far do you go? It's a distraction, though, isn't it? I think when the, when the blacks are fighting the whites... Yeah. Um, they're not concentrating on the real problem, which is the financial wealth divide between yep. the, 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 the extremely rich... Mm-hmm. Who are often white, to be fair, mm. and and the, the the poor, who are often black but also white as mm-hmm. well. You know, mm-hmm. slavery didn't stop in um, the United States of America. Um, they they just um, opened it up to, for both colours. Yeah. Um, so there's still, I mean, it's the wealth divide. I think is the major issue with mm. race relations. Yeah. Um, the 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 elite don't want, um, um, you know, uh, African Americans. Um, rising up in society, but they don't want um, poor white trash doing that either. Mm. And if you can have them both just fight amongst each other, it's a distraction away that's from the great, real problem. That's a great point. Yeah, <laughs> that um, there's there's nothing better than to create these little conflicts mm. than to take take people's take the sort of public's mind off what is really what's really going on. You know, in, well, that, in that yeah. same number, Nancy Pelosi right now, she's the Speaker of the House and she's campaigning for equality of, of wages, mm-hmm. uh, women having equal pay. She is literally her worth is a hundred million. Her net worth is a hundred million. And she's campaigning for 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 uh, this wage gap. Mm. How are you? How is this woman who is She's net, not net worth a yeah. hundred million, or not negotiating on this wall? But she has a wall around her mansion. Mm. They say they had a protester come and say, "Oh, you don't, you don't want a wall? Look at I'm going into your lawn. I'm right in your front lawn. You know, how do you like me here?" And it's <laughs> like it's it, there's this hypocrisy. And what what it is is these political leaders are using. Uh, people's fears and people's uh, what they're passionate about for their own political gain. They they, they only care about power. Mm. They don't really care about the normal people. You don't see Nancy Pelosi on the street talking to regular people. Yeah. She has these these political leaders have this thing of because they it's power. It's a power right. grab. Yeah, and You're it's right. always been like that through civilization that we all bleed the same color, we all breathe the same air, but somehow some someone has this status. Or mm. they have this power over people, and they, yeah, they get treated differently. They have so much of better life, or I don't know where that comes. It's it's been through with us. Well, how do we history. solve it? Yeah, that's the thing. Well, you got to stamp out. Honestly, money is where it. Mm. You know, no one there's without without money. There's no power. I often think, though, do they have better lives when, um, you know, when I was young, I I grew up 
you know, on an estate and uh, kind of moved around in gangs. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of fun, you know. And I, we, we, we laughed a lot, we joked a lot, we ran around, we caused trouble. Never got arrested. Mm. Um, but when I compare this to the rich kind of high society kids who I see in society now in Thailand, and I imagine it's the same back in my home country as well, there's a lot more kind of, um, you know, kind of uh, skullduggery and backstabbing and claims for status, mm. even at a young age. Um, whereas the kind of working class... Do you think class, that's driven by social media? Or do you think it's been... No, I think it was there before. I yeah. think it's driven by their parents um, yeah. who have taught them that they must um, succeed and they must be better than other people. Mm. Um, so you, they must find their place in society or find the place they desire to be in society what a shit way. and act accordingly to get there, uh, which is not a lot of fun. Mm. What a shit way to, mm. uh, and what a just jumping on something you said there as well. What a shit way to think, James. That uh, you must be better than other people. What what happens to just being the best version of yourself? That that's what I'd teach my kids. Don't fucking worry about what X and Y is doing. Don't worry about what your friends are doing. Just focus on yourself. Be the best version of yourself that you can be. And I think you, I think you you said it perfectly. People, it's all about status and it's all about comparison to other people and and where you fit in. You know, so and so's got a bigger mansion or a bigger car than we've got. And, and if, if you're using that as the measure to your happiness, if you're using you're um, a photograph of the plate in front of you on the on the restaurant and relying on the um, um, feedback and <laughs> feedback, yeah. The Likes. What, what's the word? The um, yeah. Let's go with feedback for the time being. Or, or if you're moving in, or you're you're working a job you hate to get to have enough money to live in a house which will impress your social peers, then to me that's not really living. Mm. Um, what a shit way to live, yeah. To me, I'd rather live. In, I'd rather live in that sh- that 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 that. Uh, rickety old um, bungalow down on Koh Chang Beach and be perfectly happy and spend 30 baht a day on, uh, you know, some rice or noodles and do what I love, which is creating stories, creating content um, and be totally happy with who I am without any validation from anybody. Validation, that's the validation was the word I was struggling for. That's the word you're looking for, yeah. I don't need validation to be happy. Um, and I think we should all um, live our lives you know, like that. that. That's that's really interesting that you say that about not needing validation. And I sometimes kid myself that I don't need validation from other people. And yet I do post shit on Facebook and, you know, I do have a podcast which relies on promoting yourself and getting people to listen. So I, I, I love it as an idea, not requiring mm. validation, but I think all of us in some way we we do need a little bit of it but i think what you're trying to say it's where you find your validation yeah if you find your validation in a hotel room or a plate of food 
in a restaurant. Yeah. You didn't build that hotel room. You didn't mm. decorate that hotel room. You didn't make that meal. You didn't cook yeah. that meal. If your validation is um, people um, enjoying listening to your podcast, you can say, hey, You've that's something creative. I created. If your validation Dead right. yeah. is a bunch of students at the end of the class saying, I love you, teacher, you can give yourself a pat on the back. You yeah. deserve that. It's validating yourself through third-party nonsense items of um, CAC and, yeah. you know... Things. Things that are nothing to do with you. Um, but somehow you want the people around you to see them as something that, you know, you aspire to and they aspire to. Mm. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going with this rabbit hole. No, I, 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 I loved I, it. I, I kind of like the, <laughs> I, I'm, the I'm really, I'm really pleased that we that we went down this road to end the podcast. Not saying that we have to end now, but I just... I, I do think it's really important for if there's any kids that are listening that mm-hmm. you've got to find something that you that you love to do. Exactly. Um, don't necessarily. I mean, it, when I went to school, I'm sure you when you guys went to school that you were never you were never pushed in the direction of things that you loved. You were pushed in the direction of things that made sense financially and long term for your future. To rich people. Yeah, to rich people who want to control you. Um, so I think it's really important to to find something that gives you a good feeling and a feeling of self-worth and self-importance. And that usually is by creating something, being creative, whether it's you're, creating a, you're, you're an architect and you create a building or you're a carpenter and you make a nice cabinet or you're a fucking electrician and you wire the best house that you... You know, and you do all the wiring perfectly and all your junction boxes are beautifully lined up or you're a plumber and your welding is spot on, you know. You can find little things that give you self-worth and validation and taking pride in the things that you do and the things that you create, I think, is is really important. The things you do rather than the things you're associated with. Exactly. I think it's also important to mention that, uh, you know, it's never too late to find it. Yeah, you know, I think a lot That's of people, really a lot of people, a lot of people say I'm too old. Yeah, or I, 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 I can't do it. I just, I can't, or I, I just don't see myself doing it. Yeah, um, I, I, there, it's never too late to change. You know? Yeah, I did it twelve months ago. I gave up full time work, um, working on construction projects that I wasn't really interested in to, to do what I like, like logistics stuff, and you know, it's a struggle. Uh, there's not a, there's not a set salary there every month, and I'm not living as I don't have as much money as I did before. But I've got time to pursue other things that I enjoy, mm-hmm. um, like the uh, lady in the park. Who's exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. Fucking hell. Well, should I wave to her tomorrow? Oh, I, this I is a mystery know. to me. I'm going to have to walk over that park and see if she. Really I'll give you a call next time she's there. I, I guarantee. So no, I'll take your photo. I'll take your photo. In fact, she hasn't been there for the last two days, I don't think. Um, but yeah, I think that's a great way to end the podcast. And uh, I think uh, we'll, I agree. I, I've had a little bit too much to drink now, anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a great show! I love doing this, guys, and I, I love these podcasts as much as I love our interviews with people and uh, I hope other people enjoy it too and where can people get hold of you James? Thanks I'm, I'm, I'm James the content provider we must <laughs> we must because uh, I used to write books and I used to uh, write fi- film 
screenplays and articles and shit like that. Then I realised all I'm doing is providing content. That's a new <laughs> word now, content. Uh, what we're doing right now is podcast content. So if I write a song, am I also it's a content, content provider? Okay. Yeah. Content if I, provider if, if, in, a, if, in if, an audio media. If I go to the toilet after the show and have a shit, am I also a content provider? Uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Provided to who? Provided to who? If uh, I if, if I masturbate after the show and produce some semen, am I a content provider? No, because someone no no <laughs> no, you're not getting it, are you? So someone has to actually tend to cash and pay for it, oh, okay. or it has to have some kind of redeeming oh, so if social I go to a sperm value. Bank. If you go to a sperm bank, you're a sperm provider. Oh damn it! Mm. So I'm con- not getting it. Con- okay. Content right. has to have. Uh, you know, it has to be, be has to be entertaining and somebody it has to be media needs, related. Yeah, and somebody needs to um, receive that content and and devour it and do something with it. Yeah, say you got an empty website with no words in it. You yeah. need content, so right, you contact okay. a content provider. So you can't just jizz all over the screen. Not really. No, no. I know. I know your screen's used to jizzing. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite a bit. You know, it's hard to get off sometimes. I'm sure. But okay. But yeah, my name's James uh, BKK. I'm trying to get on Twitter. And we should remind you all to find us on Facebook and like the page Mm because we're trying to build uh, social media platforms and on YouTube as well. We've now got a YouTube channel. So it's it's really simple. Uh, Sorry, Jordan. Oh, you're fine. uh, All right. Well, yeah, it's really simple. On Facebook, uh, our URL now is This Strange Life. So it's really easy to find. and, And so come and join the discussion. And also... If you can give us a like and review or a like and a comment on YouTube or like and review on iTunes or Stitcher, uh, but rate us, try and rate us and review us because all the algorithms and stuff about getting up in the charts and it's all associated and visibility and all that kind of thing. Um, So, yeah, Uh, I'll quickly do me then and then (laughs) I'll hand over to you. Oh, you're going to do you. Yeah, so you can find (laughs) us at thisstrange.life on the internet. Uh, as we said at this Strange Life at Facebook, at Strange Life This on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at Crypto Mickey on Twitter. There you go, <laughs> Jordan. Uh, yeah, but this is uh, this is my third time now, and I'm really enjoying it. And You're I part hope, of the furniture now. Yeah, I, uh, I hope that you guys enjoy it too. We just come over here, and we just basically we are real life people, just living yeah. in Southeast Asia. And we we come, definitely exist, and we come to talk and and honestly give give the page a like because I've I've listened to many of the podcasts, and they they're just they you, you get some really interesting people in here. Mm-hmm. So if you're wanting to just listen to different people, you know, you got Joe Rogan that does famous people, but these people are famous in their own right. So mm-hmm. uh, you get some legends, inter- yeah, some interesting <clears throat> people. So. And if you want to come on as well, or, or if you're interested, you know, if you've got a large multinational corporation, you're looking to sponsor um, a Indeed. podcast, <laughs> um, we're here and available <laughs> for sponsorship. <laughs> So have you got somewhere where people want to get hold um, of you? Yeah, you can you can you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my Facebook is Jordan dot Perez dot one eighty five. You can find me P-E-R-E-Z. on Facebook. Yeah, P-E-R-E-Z or Z. Yeah, Z. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. We'll uh, we'll go out with a bit of Juma, my old band as usual, and uh, see you next week, guys. Yep, pleasure. Trees are bare, and there's no one in the street. Yeah, yeah, laughter follows a shade of gray.
top of the hill But never came back The memories are melted through the holes in my pockets General Charming She slowly drifts away Precious like the morning sun My pockets are empty See you.